Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I hope you have all been well. I know it's been an absolutely crazy few months um, with the elections and quarantine and COVID and everything going on in the world. If you're listening to this um, in the month of December 2020, when I am releasing this episode, you are probably with me and feeling like the world is a little bit crazy right now. And it is. And I want to share with all of you some of the huge breakthroughs I had over the past few months, especially in quarantine, because in the midst of quarantine and everything crazy going on in the world, I've had the biggest breakthroughs I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I've actually found in my life that in my quote unquote lowest moments, my moments of challenges and struggles and just moments where I feel like I'm an emotional mess or my life isn't going anywhere or I'm stagnant or the world is crazy and I don't know what to do. These tend to be the experiences that come right before my greatest breakthroughs. And I want to teach you how I work through these kinds of moments in my lives because I know we're all going through as a world, as a collective, this kind of collective moment. Um, I want to teach you my perspective on them. Uh, so that all of you can take everything going on in the world and all of the challenges we're presented with and actually turn them into potentially the greatest breakthroughs you've ever experienced in your entire life. So I'm going to share with you some of the biggest lessons and breakthroughs that I've experienced in the past three to six months as um, the world has been a little bit crazy. So the first one is that we are all living different realities. Yes, we all live in the same world, and yes, we all experience the same events going on in the world, but we don't all process or experience them in the same way. Every single one of us experiences life through a different pair of lenses. So if you can imagine every single person on this planet is wearing a different pair of glasses or sunglasses or lenses, and these lenses are put on us as children. And these lenses are made up of our belief systems, our values, uh, our common thoughts, right? Because most of our thoughts are unconscious and they're triggered by our belief systems. And everyone's belief system is built before the age of seven when you're a child and your brain is really suggestible. It's in this theta like hypnosis like stage where everything that happens around you is stored away as a belief. We create meaning around everything that happens to us. And the rest of our life, we're experiencing life through the lenses of these belief systems that we built when we were children. And you know, a belief is a belief. We all believe our beliefs to be truth. However, when I have beliefs that I believe to be my truth, and this is how I see the world, and these beliefs are unconscious, I don't even realize I have them. However, they are 
completely affecting the way I experience the world. So my beliefs might be completely different from someone else's. So we both experience a scenario and I come away with a completely different experience than the other person because our beliefs interact differently and therefore trigger us in different ways in response to the same scenario. Let me give you a pretty basic example. So let's say uh, you're walking down the street and you're a, I don't know, a teenage girl and you have a crush on uh, this really cute boy at your high school and this really cute boy walks past you and you have your cutest smile on and you're wearing a cute outfit and you smile and you wave and he doesn't even look up at you. Now, you might walk away if you have a belief system that says, I'm not worthy of being loved as I am. You might walk away feeling like, wow, he doesn't care about me. I must be so ugly. I'm I'm unworthy of being loved by anyone. Like this is horrible. It ruins her day. Now, another person with a different belief system that says, I am worthy of being loved might walk away from that scenario and think, wow, I hope everything's okay with him. Uh, He really seemed like he had something on his mind. He wasn't even aware of his surroundings or that I was waving at him. Same scenario, two people, two belief systems, completely different outcome. They both came to different conclusions based on the belief system that's existing within their subconscious mind. And this is just a tiny, tiny basic example, but now take this and apply it to the world at large right now. We're all creating different stories and different meanings based on everything going on around us in the world. And the thing is, there is no one capital T truth. Everyone is experiencing a different truth and their truths and their experiences and their emotions and the stories they're creating are valid based on their belief systems and the world that they are experiencing. Now, the problem is that a lot of people in the world right now are expecting everyone else to be experiencing reality the same way that they are and to be processing reality the same way that they are and to be coming to the same conclusions that they are and giving the events around us the same meaning as they are. And the fact of the matter is that's simply not possible. Every single person is going to process the events of the world and the events of their personal realities through their belief systems. We're all viewing the world through our different lenses that we have on. Mine might be blue and someone else's might be orange. And so they can try as hard as they can to convince me that the world is orange, but my world is blue. And no matter what they say, I am not going to be convinced that the world is orange. This is what our beliefs do for us. And this leads to, you know, everyone kind of, you know, bonking heads Um, trying to convince others that they are wrong and we are right when that person will never be able to see our perspective until they learn to take off their blue sunglasses or their orange sunglasses. Or in other words, they learn to decondition their own belief systems. And so where I'm getting with all of this is that you probably noticed that in the past six months, social media has become a toxic place for a lot of people. There's a lot of calling people out. There's a lot of arguing. There's a lot of trying to prove that I'm right and you're wrong. And it pains me to see this. I see people that I looked up to as leaders um, publicly tearing down other leaders for saying something that doesn't align with their values or their belief systems. I see people in the comment sections of all kinds of people's Instagrams trying to prove to them that they are wrong and I'm right. And, you know, the second part of this that I want to make clear is that tearing someone down says more about you than it says about them. And trying to convince someone that you're right and they're wrong will never work. 
And if you truly care about changing the world and you truly believe that your belief is, you know, it's kind of like your way or the highway and that's fine if you believe that. It's great to have passion for your beliefs. The best way to get people to see your side of the story is not to try to convince them that the world isn't orange if they're wearing orange sunglasses. It's to try to understand why they believe the world is orange. Because until you understand the belief system and the values and the perspective that it created the view of the opposing person, you will never be able to communicate with them in a way that will allow them to understand and see your perspective and actually give your perspective a chance. So I believe that everyone is doing the best they can with their currently held belief systems and values and tools available to them and emotional awareness available to them, every single person. And there's a lot of really passionate people right now, which is amazing. I think it's so admirable to be really passionate about something that you believe in and care about. However, I am never a proponent of publicly shaming, bullying, calling others to attack certain people it's made me really sad to see a lot of this going on. And what is authentic to one person is not going to always be authentic for another person because your authenticity is based on you and who you are and your belief system and your values are allowed to shift from moment to moment to moment. So if you're on the receiving end of negativity or you've seen someone on the receiving end of negativity, remember when someone lashes out at someone else, says more about them than the person they're lashing out at because when we get triggered by someone else it's because we see a part of ourselves reflected in that person that we're not willing to face yet or we don't feel worthy of stepping into yet or we've been repressing and judging about ourselves that's all it is I think right now more than anything empathy and compassion is important because if we can't find a little bit of empathy or understanding for people who have different views than us we'll never be able to change the world because you can never change someone if you don't understand them. All right, that is all I want to say about that right now. Lesson number two that I have learned is that your external reality does not get to affect what you are able to manifest in your personal reality unless you let it. And what I mean by this is the external 3D world, everything going on in the world, doesn't get to affect what you are able to manifest into your reality unless you allow it to affect your belief system. And what I mean by this is manifestation, law of attraction, it's a universal law, it doesn't go away, right? It's like gravity. Uh, gravity doesn't go away just because there's crazy stuff going on in the world. Neither does manifestation and neither does law of attraction. It doesn't just go away. However, the reason a lot of people feel so stuck right now is because there's a lot of shit going on in the world. And when all of this is going on, it's bringing up a lot of fears and insecurities that have been deeply subconscious for most people for most of their lives. And now that there's so much craziness going on, it's triggering all of these old fears and insecurities. And when we let these fears and insecurities take us over and basically send us into spirals of anxiety and fear and hopelessness, that essentially blocks us from being able to access our own personal power. However, we can use this to our advantage because right now when all the crazy stuff going on in the world is triggering all of the emotions and the old fears and the insecurities, you have two options, cower in misery and fall away in fear and therefore repeat the lesson over and over and over because you will continue to attract situations which bring up these fears and insecurities in you until you face them. Or number two, Lean in and feel the emotions and process the emotions and get support. And then ask yourself, what are the subconscious belief systems here that are coming to the surface to be healed? What is actually triggering this? 
Because when you lean into what's being triggered, it's a massive healing opportunity. In the past six months, I've done more inner work and healing on myself than I've done in the previous 27 years of my entire life, which is why I've experienced so many breakthroughs. And I'm seeing this in a lot of people, every single person who is leaning into the emotions that are coming up and leaning into the inner work and doubling up on getting support and coaching and and healing and, and leaning into themselves, they're having huge breakthroughs. And you know, that leads me to my point number three, which is that sometimes when you ask the universe for more, the universe will initiate you into that something more that you have asked for by sending you a series of challenges. And these challenges don't show up because what you desire to manifest isn't coming or you're doing things wrong or you're moving backwards. It's actually the opposite. The universe is ready to give you everything that you've ever asked for, but you need to step into a new version of yourself to become the energetic match for that. And oftentimes we are sent challenges to guide us into embodying deeper levels of faith or to guide us into deeper levels of healing, to uncover limiting beliefs or fears or insecurities that were deeply subconscious before and are now being triggered in us by these challenges so we can work through them and therefore once again become that energetic match for everything that we ever asked for and as long as you're in this headspace of trying to avoid being where you are and trying to avoid being stuck and trying to get out of your struggle as quickly as possible you're actually avoiding the lesson that the universe sent you the experience the universe sent you to prepare you for everything you're asking for so if you're experiencing challenges or struggles or emotional exhaustion or overwhelm it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong it can actually mean you're doing something really right you're being initiated into the next up level or stage of abundance in your life and for me honestly the month of september was one of the hardest months I've had in my life ever. I was an emotional mess the entire month. Every fear and insecurity I've ever had in my entire life came back up to be uh, resurfaced, to be re-examined and reintegrated and healed on a deeper level. And October was the most incredible month I've ever had. I manifested the most abundance I've ever had in my life and reached deeper levels of faith and, and bliss and fulfillment and love within myself. And it was because I faced the challenges of September head on and I didn't try to make them go away. I dove into them head first and I allowed them to guide me and to teach me and to open me up and to crack me open to deeper layers of healing which allowed me to become the vibrational match for everything that manifested in the month of October. So trials and challenges and struggles are unavoidable and, in my opinion, should not be avoided. Like I mentioned before, when we're in a state of trying to avoid where we are and move away from where we are, we're actively avoiding everything we need to get where we want to go. Because in this present moment right now, no matter where you are or what your life looks like, what you're feeling, you have everything you need within you. You have everything you need in the present moment to get you where you want to go. But as long as you are avoiding the present moment, as long as you are denying the present moment, as long as you're trying to be anywhere else, you're also avoiding the lessons and the growth essential for you to get where you want to go. And this is one of the biggest manifestation blocks that I see in people that I work with and people in my inbox and and (laughs) sending me emails asking me for support. And it's this, it's how do I stop feeling sad? How do I stop feeling angry? How do I get myself out of this challenging situation? 
And my response is always the way you get yourself out of where you don't want to be or a state you don't want to be in is by first surrendering to the place that you are, even if it's where you don't want to be. Because what we resist persists. And as long as you resist the present moment, whatever about it that you don't like, it will persist even more dramatically until you surrender to it. Because it's only from a state of complete surrender that we are able to reach the higher levels of abundance and bliss and joy and love that we're actually trying to attain. And this is the paradox of manifestation. And this leads me to the next point that I've learned recently, which is that Your energy and intention that you're manifesting from is more important than the thing that you're manifesting. And what I mean by this is there are two types of manifestation. There is void filling manifestation, and then there is manifesting from a place of wholeness. So the difference between these are to give you an example of void filling manifestation. Uh, Let's say you're feeling really lonely. And so you intend to manifest some friends or a partner because you don't want to feel lonely anymore. So you're like, okay, I feel really desperate to manifest a partner or I feel really desperate to manifest a friend because I just don't want to feel lonely anymore. Or I just feel so unlovable. I want a partner so that I can finally feel loved. Now, the problem with this is if you do manifest the friends or the partner from this energy, which you can because law of attraction will still work, this manifestation, whoever shows up, they're going to amplify the pain that you are trying to avoid. If you have not yet faced the pain that you're trying to avoid, the loneliness or the feeling unlovable or unworthy or whatever it is, manifesting from this energy of trying to fill a void by manifesting something external will simply amplify the pain that you are avoiding. So if you do manifest that relationship, you will end up feeling more lonely within the relationship than you did before it. If you do manifest a friendship, you'll end up feeling more lonely or even more unlovable within the friendships. And this is why I teach what I teach, because this is the version of manifestation that I see a lot of people teaching. And it makes me sad to see it because then people manifest everything that they want, the cars, the money, the homes, or the the partners, and it either doesn't show up or it shows up and they're even more miserable and they don't know why and they feel like something's wrong with them. They're like, I manifested these things, but I don't feel any happier. And the reason is because they manifested those things to fill a void in their life. And whenever we manifest something to fill a void, when we manifest something from a place of trying to avoid the present moment, trying to escape where we are, It's always going to amplify the exact thing or energy or emotion or feeling or situation we were trying to escape. And this is why I always say, you know, there's no shortcut. You can't avoid doing the inner work. Um, The inner work, the internal healing is everything because only you can fill that void that you think is existing within you. And the truth is there is no void. The void is an illusion. But what happens is we fail to meet our own needs because no one really teaches us how to meet our own needs. We're only really taught how to project our needs externally. And so suddenly we don't feel lovable. Uh, We want to feel cherished and adored. And so we feel desperate to manifest a partner, to manifest a relationship, to allow ourselves to feel cherished and adored and loved. And maybe you manifest a relationship and you do feel that way for a few weeks or a few months or a few years. And then suddenly you don't because nothing can last unless it's already within you because your manifestations will always reflect the energy that is within you. So trying to, you know, get that quick fix, manifest the money or the relationship or the love or whatever it is without paying attention to your inner world will never end up in long-term abundance or love. So it actually does work. It's going within first. And one one way you can work on this within you is to ask yourself, okay, I feel really desperate to manifest X, Y, and Z. 
What is the need that I am not meeting within myself that I am therefore projecting on this external manifestation? For example, if it is a need to feel cherished and adored and you think a partner will fulfill that for you, then you can ask yourself, how can I allow myself to feel more cherished and adored by me? Because we all have this inner child within us. We all have this little five-year-old child within us. If you close your eyes right now, you can imagine yourself as a five-year-old, four-year-old, three-year-old child. And they had needs that weren't met uh, because we all had parents who also had needs that weren't met. We're all human. We all have limiting beliefs. We all have trauma that hasn't been worked through a process. And so when parents have unmet needs that they don't know how to meet, those unmet needs get projected and handed down to their children. And our parents are unable to meet some of our needs because they had some of their needs unmet, right? Like all adults are really just um, children who have aged. We're all just little children who have unmet needs and we're still trying to meet these needs, but we have bodies that have aged into adult bodies, but that doesn't make us emotionally mature adults. Most aren't, especially if they've never done any of the inner work. So what happens is the unmet needs of our parents are projected on us and therefore some of our needs have also been unmet. And so as adults, whatever needs were unmet, of ours as children, we therefore project outwardly and try to receive by manifesting whatever it is we want to manifest in our lives. And so when we feel really desperate to manifest something, it's usually because we have a need that's been unmet. And we believe that it could be met if we just manifest that one thing. Uh, And this has been a huge realization for me in the past few months is that some of the manifestations I've been intending to manifest that hadn't been showing up or that hadn't been making me feel good about myself, I'd realized uh, were void filling manifestations and the result of unmet needs. And I've spent the last six months diving deep into my own unmet needs and meeting them. And it's been triggering and it's been hard and it's been beautiful and it's been revolutionary for my own life. So I challenge you to ask yourself or just ask your inner child, visualize your five-year-old, four-year-old, three-year-old self sitting next to you right now, wherever you are, and just ask them, Hey, what do you need right now for me to feel really loved and safe and secure? What needs of yours weren't met? And how can I meet them for you right now? Because they'll tell you, you have all the answers within you. And it can be very difficult to break the habit of looking externally to meet our own needs because that's what the whole world tells us, right? Just look at the television, look at the commercials you watch, right? You want to be happy? Buy that car. Uh, You want to feel young and beautiful? Like buy this anti-aging pill. It's always external, like get this, get that. This will solve your problems. And the truth is there's nothing wrong with wanting the external things with the car, the partner, the love. You're worthy of all that stuff. I love it. Uh, I love that stuff. I teach how to manifest that stuff. But the thing is, none of that stuff will make you happy. None of that stuff will solve any of your problems. None of that stuff will fill the void within you. Only you can do that. And you are so very capable of doing that. And this is why I have my academy, BAA. And if this is something that you feel called to dive deeper into, I highly encourage you to apply for BAA. It is now open for enrollment. Uh, The link for that is in the show notes of this episode, or you can find it uh, on my Instagram page at Pursuit of Bliss with an underscore. It is also in my bio over there. So another lesson that I've learned is that the worst isn't actually the worst unless you believe it has to be. And what I mean by this is when things seem like they're the worst and shit is hitting the ceiling fan, it seems like everything is falling apart. 
We're allowed to feel the emotions and feel the feels. We're human beings and polarity will always exist, but the worst usually isn't actually the worst. Oftentimes, shit hitting the fan is usually the best thing that can ever happen to us because expansion is always equal to the previous contraction. Things can only expand to the extent that they have previously contracted, right? If you like pull something back, pull back like uh, a bowstring, the arrow will only go as far as you contract the bow. Same thing with life. When things contract, when it feels really tense and closed off and sad and painful and confusing, the depth that we're able to meet those emotions and to meet the challenges in our lives and surrender to them is a depth that we're able to spring upward and rise into higher levels of abundance. The contraction is always equal to the expansion that is coming. You always rise as high as you're able to surrender deeply into whatever is present in your life. And so if you're going through it right now and you're like, that's me, I'm struggling. Are you resisting or are you present? Because like I said, everything you need to get where you want to go is right now here in the present moment. But the question is, are you right now here in the present moment? Are you present to everything that is? Are you processing your emotions? Are you leaning into the lessons that are available right now within the struggles and everything going on? Because if you're not present in your own life, if you're so busy trying to escape what is, you're going to miss out on everything that's preparing you for what to come. And that seems to be the theme of this podcast episode. But that's probably also been the theme of my last six months. Um, Because in the last six months, which has been the hardest six months of my life, it's always also been the most beautiful. I've, you know doubled and tripled my business I've found and moved into my absolute dream home I've made this home like a sacred space to me I manifested a dream friendships and it's on paper my life is everything I've ever asked for it's all manifested it's been incredible but in between everything manifesting has been some of the deepest darkest moments I've ever experienced in my life Because the expansion is equal to the previous contraction. It's the way of life. It's the flow of polarity. And, you know, manifesting the life of your dreams isn't about never having struggles and challenges or feeling sad ever again. It's about learning how to respond and and react and surrender to what shows up in your life rather than resisting. Because when we resist, we create more suffering for ourselves. I read this quote. I don't remember who said it, but it's something along the lines of um, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And this resonates so much with my experiences in the past six months and everything I've learned. And because the truth is pain is inevitable. It's the flow of life. We signed up for this human experience and the human experience means all of it, not just the happiness and the rainbows and the butterflies, but suffering happens when we resist the pain. When we try to avoid the pain, we create more suffering. We judge ourselves for having the pain. Your emotions are your friends. They're here to guide you and support you. But when we resist them, we create suffering for ourselves. Now, another lesson that I've learned is that nothing changing doesn't mean that nothing is changing. Feeling like you're doing all this work and you're growing and your mindset is shifting and you're doing this inner healing and blah, 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 but your life isn't shifting. You're like, what's going on? Why is nothing shifting in my life? Now, just because nothing is shifting in your external reality doesn't mean that nothing is actually shifting because in the world of manifestation, when you're on this journey, there's going to be a time period where the only proof you have that anything is shifting is that you feel a little bit different because there's always a time delay. 
And sometimes it takes days for our physical reality to shift, to match the shifts that are going on in here. Sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes a year. I'm having manifestations show up right now that I journaled and scripted about over a year ago. And it is so incredibly magical and and amazing that they're showing up right now. And they couldn't have come in more divine timing. I wouldn't have been ready for them six months ago, even though I thought I was. So just because your physical reality doesn't seem like it's shifting doesn't mean that it's not. The universe is still working behind the scenes. And and the moments when things aren't shifting are the moments when we get to build a deeper level of faith. This is another lesson I learned, which is that faith is central to manifestation as it always is because, you know, the truth of manifestation is, you know, you know that phrase, uh, when I see it, I'll believe it. That phrase makes me freaking cringe because that's not how the universe works. And if you're waiting to see it to believe it, well, buckle up because you're going to be waiting your whole damn life. The truth of the universe is when you believe it, you will see it. So manifestation requires you to believe things before you see physical proof of those things, to believe that they're yours, believe that you're supported, believe that your manifestations are coming, believe that you're worthy of it before you see proof that you are. Now, believing something that you don't see proof of takes massive faith because you're going against all of your years and years and years of conditioning and programming in the world telling you to only believe things that you see proof of. So this can be scary and it takes massive faith. Now, faith is not built in the moments where everything is going your way. Faith isn't built when everything is coming and the money is flowing and life is on an upward spiral. Faith is built in the moments where it feels like nothing is going your way at all. When it feels like everything is falling down around you. When it feels like your life is in shambles. When it feels like you're an emotional mess. And when it feels like you're confused and lost or you're in limbo and you don't know what to do. Those are the moments when faith is built. Because faith is like a muscle and it only grows and strengthens when resistance is applied. Resistance in your life has a purpose. And by resistance, I mean the moments that create that internal contraction. The struggles, the challenges, the the emotions. This is the resistance. And so you have two choices when a resistance appears in your reality. Choice number one, like I said before, is to cower in misery and fall in fear. Or choice number two is to rise in faith. Feel the emotions, process the emotions, and choose to rise in faith. And when I say faith, maybe for you that's faith in God. Maybe it's faith in the universe. Maybe it's faith in quantum physics or spirit or source or mother nature. Everyone has a different word for it. For me, for a long time, it was God. And then it became universe. Then it became quantum physics. Then it became mother nature. And now the word God is resonating with me again. It means faith in something much, much, much greater than yourself. It means having the belief that you're guided and supported even when it doesn't feel like it because you are. Faith is having hope and holding on to your vision when there's no proof in your physical reality that anything is ever going to go your way. And sometimes when these challenges arise initiate us into the next level of our life, we're being asked to embody a deeper level of faith in our realities because the stronger our faith, the more magnetic we are and the more we're able to manifest, the more abundance and love we're able to manifest and attract into our realities because faith is magnetic and you cannot build faith without resistance no resistance no faith is built no faith is built there's no higher levels of manifestation your resistance has a purpose i promise you now something else that i've learned over the past few months is that every single one of us has the same fears and insecurities deep 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 down and all the craziness in the world has brought this up for a lot of people and we're all wearing a mask and we're all scared to share our deep insecurities and fears but we all have the same ones and i found this because i've been working more intimately with a lot of 
clients recently, and I've also talked to a lot of leaders on a more intimate, uh, personal level in the past few months and connected with a lot of people and realized that no matter what someone's life looks like on social media, on Instagram, wherever you see them, everyone is dealing with the same shit. We all have fears of being seen as our authentic selves. We all have fears of failing. We all have fears of being unlovable. We all have fears of being insignificant. We all have fears of being ridiculed and shamed and not enough as we are if we show up authentically and speak our truth. We all have a deep, deep fear of of not being lovable, of not being worthy of being loved at a deep, deep level. We all just have an unhealed fear of not being good enough. And everyone responds in a different way to their own fears and insecurities. And for me, I've started to look at every single person that I don't agree with or who's lashing out or creating pain for me in my reality. I look at them and I see their inner child. I see the five-year-old version of them who has unmet needs, who doesn't feel good enough, whose insecurities are coming to the surface. And then I see the coping mechanisms that are causing them to lash out or spew negativity or create pain for me or for others. And this is what helps me from becoming bitter, from looking at the world and saying, it's hopeless. Where are the good people? Why is this happening? Why are people hating each other? And the truth is, all of our fears and insecurities are being brought to the surface right now. And we're all doing the best we can with the tools we have available to us and the levels of consciousness we have available to us. And not everyone has the same tools and the same levels of consciousness. And we're all coping in the best way that we know how. And for some people, coping looks like lashing out or creating pain for others so that we don't have to feel our own pain. Or if you're simply feeling right now like, Why am I the only one who doesn't have their shit together? Why am I the only one who doesn't know what they're doing? Everyone's in the same boat as you. I don't have my shit together. I don't know what I'm doing all the damn time. I get confused all the time. I feel lost all the time. I still don't know what my life will look like in a year and five years and 10 years. I question my path every single day, but my faith is stronger and deeper than my fear. But the fear is still there because I'm human. So I want you to know that you're not alone. Every single person you're passing in the grocery store, on the street, that you see on TV, no matter how famous or successful they seem, is struggling deep down with the same insecurities and fears as you. And if you were to talk to one person and get to that deep level of conversation, you would realize this. And I've had the privilege of having these conversations with a lot of people and coming to these realizations that, wow, we're all the same. We all have the same struggles. We all have the same fears. We're just coping with them in vastly different ways. Here's something else that I've learned. Death is a part of life, but it's not the end of life. And my belief that I've adopted for myself is that if you live your life in fear of death, a part of you has already died. Living a life fearful of death, in my opinion, is not a life that I want to live or that I find worthwhile of living for myself. Personally, this is my personal value. A life dominated by fear of death is not a life lived to the fullest. And the truth is that none of us know how much time we have left in this personal reality and in this one human bodysuit that we have. Like, I don't know how much longer I have in this body as Kristen and in this reality because I know that souls are eternal. And like I said, death is is a part of life but not the end of life. My soul will go on. And I don't believe that death is the end of relationships either. Um, I believe that relationships can strengthen after people pass as well um, because they're always still with us. They're always here. They're just not in their same human body. However, living a life dictated by fear of death will hold you back from experiencing all the joy and love that life has to offer. None of us knows how many days we have left, how many hours, how many minutes. None of us. And I'm not willing to waste even one day letting my life, allowing my life to be dictated by the fear of death 
or fear of anything truly, fear of not being good enough, fear of being ridiculed, fear of being embarrassed, fear of being shamed, fear of failure. I'm not allowing any of that fear to dictate my life because I don't even know if I get tomorrow and neither do you, neither do any of us. And so this has really shifted my perspective with everything going on is any day could be the last day. Any moment could be the last moment. And that has made everything more real for me. And that has made my life richer and fuller than it ever has been before. And another lesson I've realized is that, you know, I would say that abundance isn't money and I still stand by that. But true, true abundance right now for me is in relationships that have been cultivated. Are you nurturing your relationships? Relationships are currency. In the midst of quarantine and people being separated from their relationships and friends and family and loved ones, I think a lot of us have realized how essential to life community is and support is and relationships are and physical contact is. Relationships, loving relationships, are abundance because love is abundance. And I think a lot of us have realized that we probably take for granted a lot of our relationships in our lives. Human beings need community, need relationships. We need other people and it's not something to be ashamed of, to need others. And I think we grow up in the society that encourages us to be, you know, especially women, these strong, independent women who doesn't need anyone, right? Like we can take care of ourselves. And the truth is no, we do need people. You can be strong and independent, but you do need people. You can't do it all alone. You simply cannot. We need each other. We are on this planet together because we are meant to be together, to support each other, to be in community. We're not meant to do any of this alone. And it's not anything to be ashamed of to admit that you do need other people. We need the belly laughs of friends. We need hugs. We need support. We need human contact. And we need it often. So a big realization for me truly was that I am strong and I am independent and I can take care of myself, but I don't want to do all of this alone. I don't need to prove to anyone that I can do all of this alone. I don't need to be so independent that I never reach out for support or help, that I'm so cool, I don't need anyone else, I'm good on my own. I do need people, and I'm guessing you do too. And in manifestation, right, you can't manifest something that you're resisting. You can't manifest something that you're not even willing to admit. We all need people, and there is nothing wrong with that. And the last little tidbit I'll leave you guys with is that the best is on the other side of everything that feels like the worst. I know I said this, you know, Contraction is equal to the expansion. It's just another way of putting that. The best is on the other side of what feels like the worst. Everything you're experiencing is preparing you for everything you've ever asked for. You've got this. Don't forget to give yourself some grace through this process. And remember, there is no damn rush. There is no rush. There is no rush. There is no rush. There is no rush. You are right where you are meant to be. You're on the right path even when it doesn't feel like it. And I believe in you. I believe in you more than you know. I'm proud of you for being here, for listening to this, for doing the inner work, for working on yourself. It's creating massive ripple effects that you're not even aware of. You're doing amazing. Keep it up. And if no one has told you today, I love you so, 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 so much. Now, with all of that said, I want to remind all of you uh, that if my podcast episode spoke to you at all, if it helped you, I'd love for you to share it with friends and family. I love it when you guys share it. I love when you guys share it on social media and I get to repost it on Instagram on my stories for you. And I would love for you to leave me an honest review on iTunes if you feel called to. And if you do, take a screenshot of that review before you submit it and email it to support at pursuitofbliss.com. And my team will send you over a guided meditation by me as a gift for you. 
Also, if you do feel called to teach manifestation, you want to start an online business, my Bliss Method Certification, which is a 12-week academy to become a certified manifestation course and launch your own abundant online business and start making money online is going to be enrolling again in a few months. So make sure you get on the waitlist if you're interested so that you are the first to know when enrollment opens because spots are going to go really, really fast. The link to that is also in the show notes. And I hope that you are having a beautiful, beautiful day wherever you are in the world. I am sending you tons and tons and tons and tons of love. See you guys next time.